0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Executing Ideas Podcast. My name is Kelvin. I'm your host. This is episode one. And uh, this uh, podcast is really, we're going to talk to dope people with dope ideas and how they're able to take those great ideas and bring them in to execute on them. And uh, today, my first guest is a special guest. is my brother, my friend, but also an entrepreneur as well. I want to welcome Charles Finister from Dayton, Ohio, all the way from Dayton, Ohio. What's going on, brother? What up, bro? What's going on, man? I appreciate you inviting me on, man, for sure. Yeah, man. And uh, Charles is, uh, being my dear friend, he's also an entrepreneur, real estate investor, owner of a company called Chase Foundation LLC. Uh, Yeah, tell us about, we're going to start off just having a normal conversation and you could tell me about, you know, your business and your journey, how you were able to kind of, you know, get you started in entrepreneurship. How did that get started? Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate that. Um, Really, man,
1: it it really kind of started when I was 14, to be honest with you. I always wanted to do real estate since I was, man, in seventh, eighth grade. I remember the first time, man, uh, we uh, got, you know, into like a financial crunch when I was in middle school, man. We ended up getting foreclosed on my childhood house and man growing up in the neighborhood for eight years of your childhood man and seeing your house just you know one day get foreclosed on at that age man it's hard to understand because you don't really know about foreclosures and and things of that nature so you're just thinking like well we moved and i don't know why so mm-hmm. after that i really wanted to get into real estate I, that was what motivated me, man, to get in there. And You know, of course, it took me a little while to get to real estate because I didn't get there until 2018 when I was 31. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, that was my original spark that want, made me want to do real estate, was just being a kid that grew up in a house and got kicked out of the house. And I just wanted to kind of provide that childhood house for Another young child and another family, you know, so that was my original reason for wanting to be in real estate <laughs>
0: several, years. okay, so you had that original idea just from uh, from being a teen, and then now we're in our thirties, so transition a little bit, so how did that idea from several several years ago almost twenty years ago have to that how did, how are you able to take that and execute on that and say, man, I actually I'm gonna jump off the porch. I'm actually gonna start real estate. Like, what was that spark?
1: Uh, the spark was man, just going to college and becoming a caseworker and being unhappy with that mm-hmm. and realizing that I sacrificed my dream to just survive and get by. Like, I went and got my. I became a caseworker. I was with the county. So it's like one of the more stable jobs. You know, it's one of the more uh stable careers that a lot of people in Dayton would love to be in. But when I got there, I was like, man, this sucks. I don't really like doing <laughs> it. Then I started thinking like the the whole time I was there, I was like, okay, I'm gonna work for 10 years and then I'm gonna save enough money and get my credit together, and then I'm gonna start buying houses. And uh I'm going to start, you know, getting rental properties and things like that. Well, um, you know, one day, you know, I just was like, man, if I don't ever chase this idea that I didn't have in my head since I was 14 years old, then I'm a sucker. Like, <laughs> right. I it a try. if I don't at least just go for it, even if I fail, like, just go for it. So you know, that made me. Uh, tell my wife like hey we should just start saving like $300 per check we both out of school now she had just graduated from grad school I just came out of undergrad we both were making decent money I'm like let's put $300 up every two weeks into an account and then maybe we can buy one of these duplexes in Dayton and if you know Dayton, Dayton you can buy a house for five ten thousand, 10000 especially in 2018 wow. so yeah, and I and I was just like, let's go ahead and do that, and then we can live on one unit and then rent the other. And so that's, you know, one of the ways I started to walk myself into it. We started saving money, and uh, I think we had, like, maybe two grand saved up, maybe somewhere close to that. And, uh, man, then I ended up running into uh, a mentor, and, uh, man, he ended up, you know, showing me how to really get in the game.
0: Man, that's awesome. I mean, that was one of my questions. Did you have a mentor? Like uh, a lot of people out here, they got these ideas and stuff they want to do. Um, I mean, was that is that something you would uh, recommend, having having a mentor, kind of getting into some, a field that you don't know what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like a shortcut. So when you get a mentor, it's like, all the questions that you had in your head that you didn't have the answers to, well, now you got a person that has done it and they're tried and true and you can go to them for information. And a lot of times a mentor, you know, they've already done it. So they want to see you succeed. You know, they they want to see you get in the position to where they're at. And so it it definitely I, I would say anybody think about getting a mentor definitely should get one, for sure.
0: And I know there's different types of how would you describe real estate? You've been in real estate for several years. So, I mean, it's multi-different facets to real estate. So, if you had to give like a macro, like how would you describe the market right now in 2023? Uh, Right now, if if you have inventory
1: for sale uh, on the market at retail value, um, then it's great for you because you're going to have a bidding war. You're going to have you know people lined up because there's such a shortage of inventory right now that if you're a flipper once you get that project done it's going to be pretty much easy for you to sell although interest rates are, are higher right now uh with the economy still being good and people still making money i don't really see uh the market going down anytime sooner it's gotten a little harder to buy a house but Uh, The market to me is good, but it actually is getting kind of going back to normal a little bit, but it's still really stable, like really stable for real. Now, I mentioned inventory earlier. Now, inventory is the biggest problem for guys like me who like to buy and sell real estate, like to come across off market deals because, you know, we had a housing boom from like 2016 to like. 2020, 2021. So, a lot Mm -hmm. of houses, a lot of transactions happen. And so, like in my area, it's like not a whole lot of deals like it
0: used to be. Right. For sure. For sure. So, if I was looking to get into real estate and like in 2023, obviously, you've been there several years. So, you've seen it come and go. If someone was looking to get into the game right now and they don't have a lot of bread or a little bit of money, like what, like, would you tell them to wait, stack their bread like you did? Or how would you tell them to go about it if they was just getting started?
1: If they was just getting started, i tell them to jump right in. Because they can start wholesaling. And, you mm-hmm. know, now it's, it's gone pretty viral as far as what wholesaling is. But they can just start finding sellers, you know, reaching out to sellers, direct sellers, and, you know, asking them. Specifically, if they want to sell their house instead of getting on like a Zillow or a Redfin and looking at houses that are listed by real estate agents. You know, you can go direct to a seller and you don't have to have a lot of money. But what you do is you find a cash buyer, investor, a house flipper or a landlord. These guys have money to buy houses, but they don't have the time to actually find the houses. So I would say to anybody that want to get in and don't have a lot of money, just start finding houses. If you find a deal, you can then pass that along to an investor. It could be a mentor. A lot of investors are mentors uh, to people, to new, new aspiring real estate investors. So if I was a newbie, I would just try to find a house. Maybe you could be one of those. We buy houses. People put you a bandit sign out there. And then, you know, that's how you can get homeowners to reach out to you wanting to sell their property. And then once you do that, then you can start, you know, reaching out to different investors in the area that would buy the property. And you can, you know, basically get an assignment fee on a wholesale deal. So I would say anybody looking to get interested, looking to get into real estate, start doing that. Because there's a couple of different ways you can get paid. You can do a wholesale deal or you can do what they call a bird dog fee, basically a referral fee. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Kelvin, if you're somebody that want to get in the game and, you know, I buy houses. If you find people like for sale by owners, that want to sell and you tell them about me. Hey, I know this guy named Charles that buys houses. A lot of investors. Pay you a referral fee or a bird dog fee. Sometimes it's a thousand dollars. Sometimes it's five hundred dollars. But that's like a real easy way to get in. And then, uh, yeah, just whole, wholesaling for sure. Like the wholesaling.
0: Wow. Yeah, man, I definitely see those type of every day. I see those. Uh, we buy houses. We buy ugly houses. So, wow, that's that's cool to see. There's something actually behind that. That's that that's that's really, really out there. What does, I mean, so, like, obviously, real estate, would you say that real estate has changed your life, you would say?
1: Yeah, definitely. Real estate, man, uh, I thought about this, I want to say last night, man. I I thought about this when I was at the house just chilling out, and I was just like, man, I've had so many different jobs, like, Mm -hmm. you name it. Like, my wife would tell you I couldn't. I used to get a job every year. Like, (laughs) I remember, like, working at McDonald's at 22. And I had to go to the McDonald's far out to, like, Centerville. So nobody knew
0: (laughs) that I was (laughs) going to. Nobody knew where you were.
1: (laughs) at. So nobody knew where I was at. And I remember just um, coming in to pick my son up from daycare with my hoodie over my uniform, zipped all the way up so nobody could see my name tag. And I have, like, a profound respect for people that work in the fast food restaurant industry because it is hard work. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just say all that to say I've been a lot of places when it comes to, like, career changes and jobs. And so I'm thankful for doing real estate now because I I was able to quit my job in 2019 because I wasn't good at keeping a job for real. (laughs) And I was able to find something to hold me over, to pay me enough money to where I could pay my bills, uh, spend time with my son, spend time with my wife, and really just, you know, have that freedom. So man, it's definitely changed my life for for the better, for sure.
0: And you said that that one piece I want to go back to. So you you've been working, you've been been able to work for yourself for the last, what, four or five years, right? So would you say that um and i'm talking to people who are aspiring entrepreneurs right would you say that you put in more work or more hours now as a full-time entrepreneur or when you was working your your W-2 job?
1: I definitely put in way more hours now as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. for certain <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I want I want for to debunk certain. that yeah debunk that myth because just because you jump off the porch and work for yourself You actually got to put real work into it if you want it to work, right?
1: Absolutely, man. Um, Today's work that you do may not pay off until next month or two months from now, sometimes even longer. So when you first get out there, you got to just understand that those first maybe four months, six months, you might be, you know, really struggling. It's going to be a lot of learning curves. It's going to be times where you're going to be broke. There's going to be times where you're like, man, should I really do this? Like, You're going to start doubting, but you just got to find something to keep you motivated. Because, I mean, if you, like in my situation, I knew somebody that was doing it. So I knew it was real. I didn't have to figure out, is this legit? Because, you know, so many opportunities out there. You're like, man, is this real? People really be making money off this? I knew sure. somebody that was making off of it and so I knew like okay it's real and it's real estate so it's pretty simple I just you know just had to stay focused so yeah jumping out there as a aspiring entrepreneur it's gonna be some peaks and valleys before and still five years in I still have <laughs> some peaks and valleys I mean earlier this year I was having a rough time and uh lately it's been really good so it's just, it's always up and down. You just got to accept it. Like, that's really a part of it.
0: Right. That's the biggest thing, right? So I still work full-time. I, I definitely envy the full-time entrepreneur. But I know just by, by talking to you and other folks, it's not, you know, sometimes it's not as always <laughs> as pretty as what you yeah. see. I mean, what like, you and I talk about it all the time. But I feel like social media does a disservice to people who are full time entrepreneurs? Because you know the real, and I, I feel like there's a little there's a little bit of a catfish out there, man. <laughs> like I don't know if you seeing this if you you seeing the same thing, you know, with people. I don't know how, how you feel about that, like social media and what it's done for like like just people who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs or who are entrepreneurs.
1: I, I honestly feel like social media, man, now. It's gotten so just saturated, oversaturated. Uh, It it can be misleading to people because they don't always talk about the pitfalls that come with being an entrepreneur. Like it's things that me and you talk about all the time, like deals not closing, uh, Mm -hmm. squatters being in houses, uh, title search come back and (laughs) it's a lean on it. You can't close the deal. Uh, it's all type mm-hmm. of you know issues that you might run into or you you might not have you might be marketing your butt off but you might not close a deal all month and your bills ain't stopped right. so it, it's a lot of stuff that they don't say on social media because it's not easy it's not a shortcut like, like, wholesaling, what I do is a great way to raise capital when you first start investing. Uh, it's become a career, but uh, originally, people just used wholesaling as a way to raise capital for, like, a down payment on a hard money loan. And, you know, it was a quick way to, you know, make some money without putting in a lot of money up front. Right. Now, it's become like a... It's become a career, and that's and that's okay, but it's not all ice cream and cake. I think social media definitely, and not just in the real estate space, but a lot of different careers, it's like you can do trucking, you can do stocks. It's all gonna come with work. And you're gonna have to like you might, I think I didn't I didn't close my first deal and for four months. It took me four months to close my first deal. And I had definitely I had two, two houses under contract. That didn't close one wow. it was my very first contract that i had and i didn't really know what i was doing at the time i was learning i was still taking a course and i was learning what i needed to learn but i was way too high you know i had the house under contract for way too high and i didn't end up closing it then the second house i had under contract was a good deal i got better my offer was better. And my numbers were good. However, when the title company did the title search, it was a $50,000 federal tax lien onto oh, wow. the property. And we couldn't close it because it wasn't enough. You know, mm-hmm. uh the, the purchase price wasn't nearly that much. So we couldn't do it. And that was like, oh, and that was going to be like a $6,000 check. And mm-hmm. at the time, I had two partners with me. And we were just like, man. Mm-hmm. So it was discouraging. Because it took us months to get to that point, just for it to fall apart. And I always tell people, your first deal is always going to be your hardest. Like your first anything is going to be your hardest, whichever career you in or business you in. Closing that first deal is always the hardest. But then once you get it, then the, like the light bulb go off. You're like, oh, I got this. Now I know what to do. You know, rinse, wash, repeat, and you just keep doing it over and over.
0: Man. Man, it's was, it was very insightful, man. Like you're really peeling back pulling back the layers that you you know you won't see on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or Facebook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they won't they won't show you that, man. They won't show you that, man. Yeah, definitely, you know, appreciate the conversation. You know, we can go on and on about it, you know, but I mean if people wanted to, you know, find out more about your the business endeavors, man. How can they reach you? How can they connect with you on social media, man?
1: Yeah, honestly, I would follow me at Instagram, strongwilledc, strongwilled with two, two L's, C, mm-hmm. and pretty mm-hmm. much just inbox me. I don't have a course yet, but uh I'm pretty easy to contact if anybody needs any, like, advice on wholesaling or anything like that reach out to me that way or facebook chase finister c-h-a-c-e-f-i-n-i-s-t-e-r reach out to me inbox me uh because i talk to a lot of different people like on social media in regards to like deals that i'm doing and things of that nature so i don't have no no issue you know helping nobody or anything
0: like that but
1: yeah definitely man definitely reach out to me
0: Okay. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time. And again, man, this is a a guy, you know, another dope conversation about just taking ideas and executing on with my man, Charles Finister. So yeah, man, I appreciate the conversation. We'll be signing out, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, my brother. All right, man. All right.
1: Take care. All right.